special treat. Our own Patsy Weber is going to dedicate a song to his fellow seniors and to a very special girl. Patsy will sing deeply. Get those lights down. Why don't y'all come up to the bandstand? Hold hands. Sam and Janet. Sam and Janet who? Sam and Janet evening. <laughs> Hello everyone, it's Dan. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 9 of Rockin' All Week with you, a Happy Days podcast. A very special-ish episode. We are covering The Graduation, Part 1, and The Graduation, Part 2. Part 1 aired February 8th, 1977. Part 2 is February 15th. 1977. This is the kind of two-parter that would normally end a season. Or maybe begin a season, but probably more like an end a season. And maybe even been like an hour-long special. But at this time period, they didn't really do that sort of thing. Let me, let me give you the, um, let me give you the basics here. Uh, both episodes, of course, uh, directed by Jerry Paris, as, as always. The first episode is directed by, let's see, I got the name here. It is Clap McGillicuddy. No, I'm making that up. The first episode was written by Kelvin Kelly. It's a name I don't recognize on the show. But they would do that. There are a lot of writers. I mean, you, you see writers' names appear and reappear on Happy Days, but you also will see names just as like they will appear for an episode or two or and be gone. And um, there's no sort of through line. This isn't Green Acres or Beverly Hillbillies where we're going to get a through line of or soap. You know, where we're going to get a through line of writers. Um, and oddly enough, the, like the worst episodes of Happy Days aren't that far quality-wise from the best. I mean, yeah, the best, the best are really, really good. The worst will have a couple of laughs, but generally be ugh. But it's it's never like it's never say say like Doctor Who. Um, you know, like the 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 worst episode of Doctor Who that you can find, it will be so far from the quality of the best that you can find that you'll be amazed that it was the same show. Sometimes it happens in the same season. Stuff like that will occur. Anyway, um, so yeah, the shows uh, didn't really do uh, very special episodes at this time. And I, th- I think if if you listen to Joanna Wilson and myself talk uh, about the, the Christmas episode, which is from season six, um, we, we had somewhere in there, I put up like a, a short chat we did about sitcoms and the problem with sitcoms when they hit the 80s and that Happy Days is one of the shows that unfortunately sort of contributed to the problems of sitcoms in the 80s and, and the fact that it ran in the first half of the 80s means it, 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 we, it a lot of people see it as a 70s sitcom but you know 80, 81, 81, 82, 83 you know what, what um, four, of the, four of the 11 seasons four of the 11? Yeah four of the 11 seasons, four and a half of the 11 seasons ran in the 80s so, so it's, it's almost as much an 80s sitcom as it was a 70s sitcom I don't want to go too far in detail into the sort of thing that um, that Joanna and I talked about, but it was it was that thing where if you go back to the fifties or sixties, most sitcoms don't have like special or life changing episodes. I mean, obviously Lucy uh, getting pregnant and having little Ricky that that's big, but that that was um, 
And that was that was big. Yeah, that, there's an example. But but then also with Lucy, you get like when they took the trip across the country, the time they spent in Hollywood, when they went to Europe, when they bought the house in Connecticut, was it? To, and you know, and to me, none, none of those are, are kind of presented as. Um, uh, you know, like very special, like, th- you know, this week they begin a cross country journey that will teach them about America. No, to me, it was like the writers, the, the same three people wrote all the episodes. To, to me, it was like the, the, the writers stand there going, okay, we've done this for like two and a half, three years. What can we do now to spice it up? Well, how about we send them on a cross country trip and they can meet a whole bunch of new people, get involved in wacky situations. And, you know, we never have to leave the studio. We can just, we'll, ta- we'll take down um, the apartment set, the kitchen, the living room, dining room area, and the, uh, the bedroom. We'll take all that down and we'll just put in what we need every week. That sounds great. So to me, those are like very special episodes of things. Those are just the way the show's progressed. You know, and there are plenty of shows where, where, where you know, ladies have babies, you know, Petticoat Junction, um, um, but even then, that like when they when 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 um, when uh, uh, Betty Joe and uh, and Steve got married, and then when they had uh, um, Kathy Joe, uh, it's 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 done the way things were done back then, which which we would um, which we would kind of scoff at now, which is you know like um, you know I'm pregnant, and then four episodes later she has the baby. Um, I guess I guess it's funny. It, it, I don't quite know where this conversation is going. I, I just want to set it up with the fact that, you know, like, if this were made now, one of the big plot lines in it is that Foz has been going to night school for quite some time, three nights a week. That would have been set up ages ago. Like, we would have had an episode, like, six or seven episodes ago, or maybe even at the start of the season, there would have been something where, like, they need the Fonz, where is he, nobody can find him, and, and, and maybe it's, it's, it's implied that maybe Marion knows where he might be, but she doesn't say anything, you know, rather than it all happening in, in a half an episode, you know, in here. You know, in the setup for the graduation, um, there, there'd be, I, I think a few episodes ago, they may have mentioned that they'll be graduating soon, but then, what was it, two or three episodes ago, they were playing basketball. You know, and they they were on the basketball, and it, yeah, it was the finals. Um, what are what are basketball finals? I don't know, but they they no one was acting like they were going to be graduating shortly. Um, I think there was talk of college. Was that I don't know? It's 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 weird because I think when we watch it as closely as we have, there are intimations that graduation is approaching. Um, now, what there was that weird mention a few episodes ago of um, what was it um. Yeah, yeah. Richie's going to be graduating soon. Almost done with high school. And, uh, is Richie's going to be graduating soon? And and Joni's just starting high school. And I I went off on that uh, an episode ago. Why why I don't think that makes sense. But we do learn in these two episodes that Joni is fifteen now. Well, Jenny Piccolo is fifteen, and I'm imagining Joni has also turned fifteen, um, or about to turn fifteen. And she's she's saying in this episode that she's a sophomore. So she has already been said that she's graduating on, and so she considers herself a sophomore, even though it will be several months before she actually begins schooling as a sophomore. Um, so yeah, so Joni is, I would say, 15 and a sophomore. I'm still putting this in 1959, um, because I, Richie at the end, and his speech in the second episode says, as we're nearing the end of the 50s, um, and yeah, and so I would say this is 1959. Um but but yeah, it really it is sort of a weird episode where there are sort of big important moments like the Fonz is in night school and you know what we'll see at the end of this episode where everyone might not graduate and then like the big graduation ceremonies themselves and stuff like that. But then there's a lot of little bits of faffing around here and there, lots of little like Spike returns for no real purpose. Um, Joni, I mean Spike still looks like he's eleven. 
and Joni no longer looks like she's 10 or 11 like she did when her and Spike went out. She now looks like she's 15, 16. And so that's just a little weird. It's, it's a strange episode where for like, if, if, if this were made modern day, like I said, this would have been an hour long or this would have been two, 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 uh, a two-parter. And, and sort of everything in it would have been pushing towards the graduation. But this has a lot of little, not, not a lot of side trips, but a lot of little, it, it has the, the, the big, I'll discuss this in a moment, the, the big plot line with, um, in, in the first episode, one of the big through lines is um, that Marion tells the guys that Fonzie's in night school and they weren't supposed to. And that becomes a big part of the episode, which ends up feeling foolish because you know that, well, we'll talk about this in a moment, but, but but I, I just wanted to set you up that if you're expecting this to be like a huge event kind of thing, it sort of is. You know, by the end of the second episode, they've graduated high school and they're beginning to go on to, to they're going to go to college. Um, and the Fonz has also graduated from night school and, you know, has his high school degree now. And so, but but don't think of it as like a huge series finale or, or a season finale or something like that. It's just, it's, you know, they probably were like, oh, now it's time for them to graduate. Okay. And then they did the episodes. So in one way, they're important, but another way, the fact that they're just stuck two thirds of the way into the season in between, well, I suppose the anniversary special was a special thing i guess the anniversary eh, that kind of makes sense now that i say that and then i think the episode after this kind of is a i mean a lot of times you hit the reset button too you know when something big like this would happen in a 50s or 60s even a 70s sitcom into 80s too you'd hit the reset button after something like this happens and it wouldn't get mentioned again but in this no from this point on uh richie will be graduated from high school and we're gonna go on soon to college and such and then the, the final places he goes to so i've been talking a lot here I'm going to try to keep the episode shorter this year. I know what you're saying. Dan, you haven't even got to the proper discussion of episode one, and you've been talking for almost ten minutes. I know. Why don't you give me a break, okay? Sam and Janet evening. So the graduation part one, the guys are graduating. It actually begins with Ralph Potsy and Richie trying to get to a bar mitzvah where they are playing, uh, their band is playing, but Ralph has left the address in his car, which is in Fonzie's garage. No one knows where Fonzie is because the last few months, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, he's just vanished. Mrs. C knows where he is, and they kind of force it out of her. He's taking night school classes at Jefferson High, and they go there, and they see the Fonz reading poetry, mainly to a French student named Michelle, but also to the rest of the class. Um, and uh, they, uh, the Fonz isn't happy. Then Mrs. C sort of ratted him out. And then we go to the senior prom, and the guys go with, who do they go with? They go with Richie goes with Arlene, um, uh, who, who looks very familiar, if you know your late 70s into 80s TV. Um, uh, uh, Ralph goes with Kim, who also looks very familiar, if you've seen Blansky's Beauties. Huh? And then um, Potsy goes with Sylvia and actually sings her a song, um, which we'll discuss briefly. Um, but but then episode one ends with the, um, the vice principal, played by Dick Van Patten, coming in and saying that they've all flunked their health examinations and none of them will graduate unless they pass an exam, which is going to happen at 8.30 in the morning. So they all have to leave their prom early to go study. And the episode ends with um, the Fonz saying, you know, I'll join you in my apartment and we'll all study. I'll help you study all night. Uh, but then he stops for one last dance with Michelle. Episode ends. Listen to this real quick.
deeply Sam and Janet evening so Anson Williams gets to sing a song in this one um, and this it was actually released as a single deeply and it didn't go very high in the charts which is too bad I hesitate to say but I think a better song might have helped in the episode when you you see him perform that at the prom he's up on stage doing that and everyone's watching him and they have these um these spinning multicolored things that the lights shine off of and they have the people like standing there all night spinning them to like get colored lights to fly all around the room and they have those um looks like they have those pointed at like one of the cameras and the other one pointed at Potsy singing and they mix the two together and so it's almost a psychedelic deeply deeply and um it's okay it's okay yeah I mean the next episode we'll learn that um uh Potsy has been in a musical that the school did and we didn't um we sure didn't hear about that um anyway the episode itself. Um, uh, I'll just start with the, the things that uh, that I'm, I'm not so thrilled about. I think it's a pretty funny episode overall. Uh, I'll be honest, I don't fully get how the entire class failed the health exam. I would think if someone gave an exam and every single person failed it, I would talk to the person who gave the exam. I had that have had that happen on more than one occasion where you just maybe get a bad I mean I bet their health class was taught by like the gym teacher who could have given a rant's butt about what he was doing and just like to say the word vagina in front of high school students but I don't know that for certain I don't know that for certain but I mean isn't that the most like suspect thing you've ever heard in your life you know it's not like um you know Richie Potsy and Ralph you know or even like you know Richie and and Potsy, you've disappointed me. You failed. How to fail? How did I fail? You know, and they just instead, it's everybody failed. How does that happen? That that makes no sense. I went through twelve years of schooling, and then I did four years of college. I was never. I mean, I, there were a few tests I took where a lot of people did bad on them, but someone always passed. I I mean, what sort of class? It's health class. You know, it's not. It's not. It's not. You know, nineteenth-century German philosophy. It's. 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 It's health class. You know, it's. It's. It's so weird to me that everyone would fail. I mean, if you all know you needed to pass the test to graduate from high school, how did you all fail the test? I never failed a test in the in the in the twelve years of of, of grammar school, high school, middle school, um, in that order. Um, I never failed a test. And I know what you're saying, Dan, you are such oh, I want to reach through the reach through the speaker and punch you right in the slats. No, don't be like that. It was pretty easy to pass most of the tests I had in, in, in high school. Maybe I went to an easy high school and grade school. Anyway, um so that part is that part gives some drama to the end of the episode. Um but then at the beginning of the next episode, apart from one scene where they're trying to study but they're really tired, that's kind of thrown away. You know, it's almost like um, I don't know. It's like it's 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 like it's like a scene, a cliffhanger. I was gonna I was gonna try to bring up a Doctor Who one, but I'm sure like like where you where they they put this cliffhanger in, and it seems like it's gonna be really big and it might be really tricky, and then the next episode begins and they're like, oh, whatever, and it's 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 past. You know, just it's kind of a it's kind of a cheat is basically what I'm saying is the cliffhanger part. It it's kind of there in the end. It's kind of there specifically to like break up the prom. 
so the guys don't get to spend the evening with their gals. I mean, that's the thing with my senior senior ball, you know, that that was the one night when I was in high school when my parents were like, Dan, when are you coming home? Uh, we were thinking we wouldn't. Okay, see you tomorrow. And so, but that that's what it, I'm sorry, I'm in a reminiscing mood, apparently. Well, I graduated from high school. I imagine you did too, you know, um. Yeah, I, th- I think that, that that rings kind of weird to me, and then the way they dismiss it at the beginning of the next episode is even less, like, it's not particularly satisfying. And then the other big thing that I d- am not too fond of in the episode is Fonzie actually, he's actually properly mad at Mrs. C for telling them that he went to night school. Who cares? He was, li- I mean, he's literally, like, was like, what, a week away from graduating? Who cares? at this point and why don't Ralph Potsy and 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 Richie stand up and say hey we we basically forced her to tell us why do they do that i don't get it. i i did, did i i don't like writing like that like where they they go out of their way to say no no you know you know if it, if it comes up mrs c you can tell us we forced you to tell us where the fonz was but then when it comes up no one says anything even mrs c doesn't say like well they they forced me to do that they all just stand there they're like oh no is mrs c gonna be all right and in the end it's fine and it's charming but it's 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 one of those uh, it's one of those plot lines like a foregone conclusion plot line you know um i mean you, you get you get things with cliffhangers and plot lines where it's like you know how is you know bruce wayne the penguin put bruce wayne on these rollers and is going to roll him into this furnace oh my god he's going to be killed you know he's not going to be killed the fun is how he gets out of it but with a plot line like this the moment it begins and then you see the Fonz is really angry at her you think well he's not going to stay angry at her he loves mrs c they you know they dance together it's really sweet you know they love they 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 love one another you know as as sort of sort of you know mother son maybe more i'm kidding um but it is kind of a weird weird plot line because it's disposable it it doesn't it doesn't make it doesn't make sense. I wish they had come up with a plot line that was more related to something within the graduation, or or something like that. Um, but I guess the tricky thing is that if you watch the two episodes in order, there's a lot of you know there's the um, there's a lot of this stuff with um, uh, we got to get the address, the bar mitzvah. We got to get the address, and then oh, Mrs. C, the Fonz is mad at you. Oh no, we all failed the health exam. Uh, oh no, how are we going to get the Fonz uh, able to make his speech? At the, the there's a lot of like foofara that goes around uh, along in this, and I kind of really wish the first half is written by one guy, the second half is written by two other guys. So I kind of wish they maybe had just one person or two people write the whole thing all the way through. There may have been... Because this, this, this feels very much like they told the writer, okay, you have to take it up to this point, and then these two guys are going to take it the rest of the way. And um, it ends up to me... Um, it, it, I mean, it's a fun. It's a fun episode. I, I, I don't get me wrong. I think I think it's quite a good. It's the best episode we've certainly seen here in quite some time. Although, isn't the the entrance to the gym, um, those the sort of like gray walls? Are those the chintziest looking things ever? I mean, people make fun of like Edwards, the cockpit, and Edwards' Plan Nine from Outer Space. Look at what Mister and Mrs. C step in through the doorway. You can see the lockers behind them. It it looks like they constructed like a makeshift gym like within another gym or something i mean it's so chintzy looking look at the walls it's really chintzy looking and as always jerry paris has an inability to not show the top of the sets um and i i'm fairly certain during during a potsy singing at one point you, you could see the lights and or some point or rather you could see the lights like a light rig in in the in the far in the background there i don't know why he does that all the time <laughs> 
I don't know, maybe maybe it's the TV I'm watching it on. Maybe if you had watched it, maybe when you were originally watching it, that very top would have been cut off, but it always looks like there's too much on top. Now, luckily, the top of the gym here isn't pitch black like it is at the top of the, the Cunningham ceilings. Do they not have lights in, in and around the ceilings of their house? Where are all their lights? Where are all their... I don't know. Uh, we, you know, like I'm, the room I'm sitting in right now, there's a light on the ceiling. If I turn the light on, it, it illuminates the ceiling. I, I know I sound a little down on the episode. I think what I'm down on is that um, the good bits are really good, but then they throw in all these little side bits to, to me, it looks like just padding it out to an hour. I really wish they could have just um, thought of a better way to, I mean, the, maybe, maybe make the exam actually mean something rather than a throwaway bit or maybe they get I don't know trapped under a bus or, or maybe they get all locked in the basement uh, you know, just, I don't know I'm throwing out ridiculous things but the, the tricky thing with the two episodes yeah is that um, they're, they're more sort of cohesive than previous two-parters on here but the reason why two-parters worked on here before is because they weren't as cohesive the first part was doing one thing and the second part was doing another in this one they, they are kind of con- it's one continuous kind of thing but there really isn't i mean it, it's fun that it's you know it's like the senior prom and then the graduation that's really like the senior prom is the second half of this episode the graduation is the second half of the the second part i like that but there's it would have been a great 45 minute episode could you imagine that instead of two like 25 minutes or so like two 25 and a half minutes so so instead of like um uh, give me a second instead of like what like 51 or 52 minutes um, instead of like yeah, instead of like fifty fifty one minutes or so, in a space of an hour, imagine like forty minutes in in like a forty five. Could you imagine that? Just like just like maybe ten to twelve minutes shorter, and then they could have trimmed back some of the the things they could have. I don't know. It's just it's. I, I'll be honest, I think the graduation part one and part two is pretty great happy days. But I also, the fact that I also have trouble with it <laughs> means that um, happy days isn't, uh, it's a show I love, but it's it's not my favorite. And the, the fact that I think like this is some of the high points of happy days, and yet I'm still finding fault uh, with it, is um, probably my fault, actually. Let's talk about things we love here. Mr. C's outfit and the jokes regarding his outfit are great. I love Al and the Alley Cats with a very familiar-looking drummer. I love that Al is doing um, his best Guy Lombardo. Um, if you if you if you want to see if you if you haven't seen a Guy Lombardo um, and you want to watch Al with his baton and the way he stands, the way he does his stuff, and watch the um, the Venture of Old Lang Syne um, episode of Ellery Queen, which aired like a year or two before this, Guy Lombardo was in that, and you could see him like Al's doing the same sort of motions and things. Like that. It's really cool. Um, I love the senior prom itself. I think it's sweet. Um, I like that the gals do all have dates. Um, who these dates are, I, I don't specifically know. Um, I gave their names and such, and you know, uh, the Linda Goodfriend. Um, her her character Kim I guess that's the same character as from the um the uh the uh, uh time capsule episode but she's with Ralph and there's kind of a funny bit where um Ralph basically like tore a flower out of the back his backyard and she's wearing this corsage but it's like two foot long and it's ridiculous looking and has a bee in it I like that I think that's funny so I get what Ralph is up to but I also think he should have trimmed that flower if if that's a joke um, it's it's not it's it's amusing, but it doesn't look like 
he, he didn't look like he gave that to her as a, a Ralph style joke. It just looks like he's just kind of being idiotic. And then Patsy sings his song and says some stupid things. And and then yeah, Richie is there with uh, Lorette Sprang uh, as Arlene. You know her. I'll, she's um, Cassiopeia in uh, Battlestar Galactica. She is and she is in a fun episode of Gemini Man, where she plays like a um, a mute woman who is like helping. I want to say. She's helping at like a Christian mission or something like that, and Sam Casey's on the run because they think he's committed murder, and he kind of befriends her, and they kind of get in adventures and car chases and things with gangsters after the fun episode of Gemini Man. And she's also she plays um I forget her character's name, uh, her actual name, but they call her Snow White in the two part uh, opening for B.J. and the Bear season two, seventy so nine in uh, what's like September of seventy nine. Um, uh, Snow White and the Seven Lady Truckers part one and part two she plays um one of the gals and the seven lady truckers and they get involved with a bunch of guys who are jerks and um uh they end up um having a two-part fun story that's around the time of good old country comfort the truck stop that that um that he used to that um that a uh, BJ used to stay at through like the first half of the second season. For some reason, though, Snow White her her character doesn't continue past those two episodes. Although at least one of the truckers, uh, Janet Julian's character, uh, she she continues on. I don't know why Lorette Sprang doesn't doesn't continue on, but she's she's lovely, and she's cool, and you you'll know her when you see her. And uh, but she's in this briefly, and she's really she's really swell in this. And um, uh, let's see what else do I like about this episode? Yeah, like I said, Al is great leading the band. Mr. C is cool in his suit. Um, the the Fonz the Fonz night school scene is fantastic because the Fonz is getting his diploma, but there's no sign that being in that night school has stopped him in any way, shape, or form just from being the Fonz. So the teacher asks him to read a poem about love. He reads the poem and reads it to the French gal Michelle, who at the end of it just starts. They start making out, and they start making out, and the teacher stands up and says, "We'll take a ten minute." recess will cool off and I, I love it because you get the feeling that the Fonz has been in that that class so long and they've all come to know one another and grow to like the Fonz that like you know when the Fonz goes a or gives a thumbs up the teacher's like okay yes and she knows exactly what he's saying with all this stuff it's a really sweet scene um and I wish we could have seen it without Ralph Potsy and Richie standing there the whole time kind of giggling at the Fonz. It doesn't make sense why they do that. Um, he's a dropout. He's trying to get his high school diploma. I, um, you know, he, he doesn't have a family. You know, he, and he explains in the next episode why he dropped out. And um, so it, it's weird to me that they would laugh at him. Um, that doesn't make any sense. Just like the Fonz getting mad at Mississippi doesn't make any sense. And just like the failing the health uh, examiners make sense. I guess the more the more I look at, it, the more there are things in this that don't make a lot of sense to me. However, the episode moves quickly enough, and there are enough laughs, and there are enough confusing moments, like stopping the show for three minutes to have Potsy sing, that keep it moving. In fact, when the episode ended, and to be continued, flashed on the screen. I, I didn't realize it was there. No, normally, I have the timer, uh, my, my remote near me, and I'll check the time throughout just to see where we are. Okay, you know, like, if, if I see the commercial break, I'm like, okay, we're around 12, 13 minutes in. But, you know, I check the time just to see where we are. I like to take notes, like, sometimes on, on the timing of the episodes. But this one, when the To Be Continued came up, I jumped up, and I was like, really? Oh my gosh, we're at the end. So the episode cooks by. It goes really fast, and it's fun. It has some things that might annoy you, or those things that annoyed me might not bother you at all. So... Hey, that could just be me, but let's go on. A graduation part two. 
begins with yeah the guys um, um, boning up on the uh, health uh, exam, but not be too thrilled about it. They just want to sleep, but the Fonz is forcing them to study. And then they pass. Hey, they really quickly and easily too. Um, but then um, uh, the Fonz finds out that because he's a night school student, he's having his diploma mailed to him and that he's not going to be part of the ceremonies. Uh, the guy's going to talk to the vice principal who says, nope, the rules are night school students are not part of the ceremony, and they get their things, the stuff mailed to them. The principal shows up and says, what? That's ridiculous. Tell him he can come. Hey! And that's that's done so quickly um, and, and done so easily that it's like, yeah! But then, of course, the Fonz is like, all right, I'm going to be there. Okay, all right. Well, uh, tell him that I'm going to be doing uh, giving my valedictorian speech at this time. Like, what? You don't have a, you're not doing a, a speech and what? And, and so it's like, I'm going to do a speech and I'm I'm gonna. There was. I'm gonna do my speech, and there was something else too. Um, obviously, his diploma is not gonna be there. Um, but it was. It was just weird that like, with so many other things to do, they got. They were able to help the Fonz out with this, and then his immediate things are like, okay, so I'll work on my speech. We'll get the. It's like Fonz, come on, man. <laughs> you weren't supposed to be doing this. You weren't. Uh, it's. I don't know why they named him valedictorian of his class. They say he's the only graduating person in the night school, but. Um, I don't know why they would have named him valedictorian if he wasn't going to the ceremony and, and they um, they were mailing him the diploma. It just seems a little weird because you, you get something solved so quickly and it's really satisfying to have the vice principal say, no, we're not doing that. And then the principal saying, yeah, we're doing that. And and I really like I really like that. But then the moment you, they see the Fonz, it's like, oh, God, stop it. <laughs> now, they do have the actual graduation scene. Now, like I said, Spike shows up, whatever. Um, he's working in a florist, though. So even though he looks 11 or 12, he must be of age to work. And Arnold shows up, hey, and sits with Al, and they and Arnold tells some bad jokes, and it's great to have him back in the show, if just for you know a few minutes of the episode. And there's a great running gag about Mr. C trying to use a new like Polaroid camera. You know, the instant photos and constantly goofing up, that which is pretty funny. And I will say that the final the final scene, the graduation, it's like the two episodes are all worth it for all the shenanigans and the misdirections and the why, why is this happening, this, whatever. It's all worth it for, like, the graduation ceremony itself, mainly. Um, mostly because there's another ceremony that's going to take place in this room soon, so they're on a limited time. Uh, frame. I don't know why they're doing that. If this is your senior class, you know you're, you're only giving them like an hour. They have to be out before an hour. That that, does, that doesn't make any sense either. But there are a lot of things in this that doesn't make sense. Um, but who cares? Because that sequence where they basically do the graduation as fast as possible so they can get the Fonz in there to give a speech is very funny. What else do I do? I have anything else? Um, no, no, that's that's it. They graduate at the end, including the Fonz, and we all live happily ever after let me play you a little bit of this and i will come back and just talk briefly i think i think i've covered most of the stuff already so let me just play you a little something we'll come back and I, I i don't think i have much more to say really i think i think we covered most of the stuff but l- listen to this I just I just want to start with this that in the well in, in part one of the prom Richie takes Arlene in this episode as they're all leaving to go to the graduation they they have some lovely scenes um, sort of discussing Richie growing up Richie maybe goes a little overboard on it but but there's nice scenes anyways um um uh what was I saying 
Uh, oh, there's a sequence in it where he's standing around saying how he's going to have to be more adult, and then all of a sudden he hears, beep, beep, come on, Richie, I'll take you to graduation of my new T-Bird. <gasps> That's Susie! And then he rushes out. Who's Susie? Is he in the same class? Is Arlene in that same class? Isn't Arlene going to be pissed that Richie took her to the senior prom and was going to take her out all night after the senior prom? But now he's um, he's going with Susie. Maybe Susie's just a good friend. But the way he says, that Susie, is like, I know it's a joke. I know it's a joke. I know it's meant to be. He's not really all that grown up yet. But surely they could have just said, that's Arlene. I think the problem with having different writers on each of the episodes probably... Um, uh, it's, it's, it's weird because you think that having a different writer, you think there would be something in this episode that it's William Bickley and Michael Warren, by the way, who, who wrote this episode. Um, they, uh, they, they, they did a lot of shows together, including they worked on Perfect Strangers, which is a show I've been rewatching lately, which I'm quite enjoying. Um, from the episodes they've written there, they're pretty, pretty darn good writers. I mean, they're not Jay Summers, Dick Chevrolet. They're not, you know, like Leonard Stern, you know, they're not uh, like the writers and I love Lucy, but they're like, I, 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 this is not denigration, but they're good, they're good like sort of, sort of second tier sitcom writers. They come up with some funny ideas. They come up with some good lines. Uh, they're not going to break the bank and make you laugh and pee your pants. But if they came up with the speeded up graduation sequence in the second half of this episode, that's enough to to warrant the the chuckles and the laughs. And they get the the sweet sentimental moments down too. Uh, William Bickley, by the way, is also married to I believe to Melanie Wilson. Melanie Wilson, you may know best. Um, she played um, the character of Jennifer on Perfect Strangers. She was the um, taller of the two blondes and the one Larry liked. Um, so just, um, hey, sometimes it's good to be the writer-producer on a show. So anyway, so Graduation Part 2, um, I like more than Graduation Part 1. I'm not, I'm not, actually, I, I quite love Graduation Part 2. It's possibly one of my favorite episodes. I, I'm not, I am not enamored of how quickly the health exam thing becomes a non-issue. There, there's something off dramatically about the principal saying, invite him to the thing, and then Fonzie immediately being told that he's going to be there when he's not, wasn't originally supposed to be there. Okay, all right, so I'm going to do my speech, and you got to help me. With, and, and it's like, whoa, Fonz, that, that, we just won a major victory for you here. What, there's something about that dramatically that feels wrong. In the end, it wraps itself up, but it, it does have a bit of that thing, that sort of thing that the Fonz does have sometime where a lot of times the Fonz is almost like this... Um, um, fun, almost omniscient. Not that's not quite right. Omnipre No, he's he's a character who sort of he's almost like an angel watching over Richie's life and helping out. You know, Richie helped him out once back at Christmas. Has helped him out a few times uh, after that. But but Fonzie sort of just appears and kind of watches over Richie's life and kind of guides him. And as Richie gets older, he's going to need less guiding, and Joni will need more guiding, and maybe someone else, you know, you know that kind of thing. Uh, but there is this weird thing that when the Fonz gets on something that he really is after, where he doesn't seem to pay attention to anything, or he doesn't, his brain doesn't seem to work right. Like in the, like in the last episode, getting mad at Mrs. C the way he did, ridiculous. And in this episode, the way like they give him the um you know they they get him the first night school student ever to be allowed into the graduation itself and now he also wants this and he wants this and he, you know it's like uh he i i guess i guess that's a character trait i guess that's a fond character trait rather than that being something that should annoy me about that 
um, that I mean, because even the even the audience, like when the principal says, "What? That's a ridiculous rule. Tell him he can come to the graduation." Like the audience is like, "Whoa, hey, hey!" and they applaud. But then a moment later, the Fonz like brings it down. So if we call that a character trait, not a disappointing portion of the episode, I think that makes it a little easier um, to uh, digest. I think. I think. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think it's great to see Arnold, if only for a few minutes. Spike, eh. I mean, it's nice that Spike is there. I think this is the last time we see Spike, and he doesn't really accomplish much. And really seeing him next to Joni um, makes me worried about Spike's growth. Uh, is he going to be okay? Is he still that size? I mean, he could be. That's okay if he is that size. But it's it's fine. I mean, if you really want to see just how much Joni has grown in the past two seasons of the show, watch the first episode of Spike where they go on a date and watch this one when they're standing next to each other it's it's pretty yeah it's she's 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 I mean she's gonna be taller than the Fonz soon if she isn't already the the first half of the episode um has a great scene in the Fonz's apartment where the guys don't want to study the Fonz is getting them to study and then you get the outrage over the um the mailing in the the um the mailing the the diploma and then to go to see the principal but then you get that that lovely scene where they're all going to the graduation and spike shows up and everyone's talking and they're talking to richie and that's really lovely and then the second half is the graduation which is very very funny the sequence where they all rush in and take their seats the scene where potsy sings the school song as fast as possible and it keeps cutting to the piano player kind of going nuts on the piano and g- give me one second with the piano player because i'm watching this right now dick, dick van Patten's doing some good stuff there isn't the piano pl- is the guy on the piano the same guy who was sitting next to the girl by the door in the graduation episode because there, there's a scene there and it doesn't really amount to anything but during the graduation they keep cutting to this this couple who keep kind of looking longingly at each other but their chairs are far away but then they keep getting closer and closer and closer and then when everyone storms off because of the health exam thing, they're kind of still there, getting a little bit closer, and um, and it's um, actually that doesn't make any sense because if, if those are two seniors, if those are two seniors, they don't look like dates. If those are two seniors who went there on their own, then they fail the test too, and they should probably get out of there and go study. What it what it looks like to me is it looks like we're doing a little flashback to that episode where um with the um. Uh, the they put the the curfew on everyone and everyone had to suddenly bail out of Arnold's be, back in I think first season and everyone had to bail out of Arnold's because of the curfew um, except for um, uh, two kids like the, the the one kind of fat guy who who always sat in the corner eating Sundays and then kind of a chunky no no she wasn't at all she she was a really cute gal and they're kind of on the opposite you remember this they're on the opposite and and the episode ends with the cast all running out of Arnold's but then these two characters are there sitting by themselves and then music starts playing and they start dancing it's really lovely that's what this looked like at the end of graduation part one except it never really ends with the dance they never really see they kind of forget about them they kind of forget that they were doing that or, or maybe they didn't shoot the, the, the shot or, so, or something or they forgot to edit it in or, or something. It looks really, it's, it ends up being really weird. You hope it'll be a sweet moment, but then it doesn't make sense because the last time you see them and they're really close together, you're thinking, okay, you guys, you failed your health exam. Get home now. I'm sorry, but you got to get home now. You know, it's, and it's not like he, he said everyone failed. So it's not like everyone failed, but you too so they can dance no so it's weird but i think the piano player is the guy i could be wrong you know me so but it's very funny to watch um and there's just some great stuff and richie does a very 
uh, short speech, and Mr. C takes a photo of the back of a man's head, and Ralph does a comedy routine, which is all punchlines, and uh, gives out all sorts of awards very quickly. Yeah, and the Fonz comes in, and he delivers a great speech about staying in school. And it's interesting because his big speech is about staying in school, getting an education. And, and yet everyone that I can see in the crowd, let me just take a look at the crowd real quick. Pretty much everybody in the crowd is an adult, is a grown-up, except for Spike and Joni. And Joni is going to stay in school. She's never said that she wasn't going to. And we know, I think, that Spike isn't in school and he's working. So it's like, who's who's he giving that stay in school speech to? Because the only two people there who would have cause to listen, one of them is already staying in school and one of them has dropped out, as far as we know. Uh, I, and then you realize, well, he's 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 not delivering that speech to to the audience. He's delivering it to the audience. He's delivering that speech to us, and and that's fine. So you know, like tell, saying like this, you know, if the font says glasses are cool, people wear glasses. If the font says stay in school is cool, um, they will do that. And so the Fonz delivers his speech, and it's great. And then it uh, it all wraps up with uh, the presenting of the diplomas. And probably my favorite moment in the episode, and this is pure awesome Fonz. Although I'm a little, I'm a little unsure exactly. I I I could have sworn there was more setup to this. But what happens is they're handing out the the diplomas. They're handing out the diplomas. They seem to be handing them out in alphabetical order until they get to our main cast. And then they throw the alphabetical order to the winds. Uh, but the Fonz doesn't have his diploma. And they're all they're all standing there. And I, it's, it's funny because um, It's funny because I remember the cool moment right at the end with Fonz and his diploma being something that the Fonz had set up, but it's actually something that Richie apparently does. I don't know how he does it, but he does it, and that's. Um, let me let me just let me just let me just um, no, I, I, it's, it's a bit. Basically, what happens is the Fonz is worried his diplomas are going to be there. Richie says, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And then right when it looks like there's going to be no diploma, the Fonz looks at Richie, and Richie just gives him a sign like, snap your fingers. And so Fonzie snaps his fingers, and then a moment later, a mailman comes into the room. And the mailman comes into the room with... Uh, <laughs> and he gets a big applause, and he's got an envelope, and he goes up to the Fonz and says, basically, on behalf of the United States Postal Service, I present you, Arthur Fonzarelli, with your high school diploma. And he gets his diploma, and it's it's in the... it's And it's a really sweet moment. Dick Van Patten's character is completely confused. The principal is a little uh, less so. That's the way I remember high school being. The the, the vice principal um, is, is, is assistant principal, whatever, is the one who actually has to do the stuff. The principal just seems to be mainly goofing around. Um, but yeah, it ends, and they get the um, diplomas, and they throw their hats in the air, and the episode ends they have graduated and that's graduation part two and um and it's a it's a really good episode it's a really good episode like i said the only the um the issues i have are all my own on this graduation part one is a little uneven and is i think the thing with graduation part one is is that it has a bit of that um thing that you you would get like again forgive me uh and then i'll wrap this episode up uh like doctor who would do when it does its big two-part series it doesn't it hasn't always done two parts or sometimes they've been three sometimes they've been one but you you would get like um 
Russell T. Davies was very good at making you kind of forget that, like, when you watched, like, say, Army of Ghosts or um, Journey or Stolen Earth, um, when you were watching them, not a lot happens. Basically, the purpose of the episode is to delay you to get to the big cliffhanger moment, and, and um, but that's Russell T. Davies. You know, Stephen Moffat had that occasionally. His his usually had a bit more packed into the the two the two overall two episodes. And Chris Chibnall, he well, he hasn't really done a two-parter. He's only done the the uh, the Battle of for the Karos Valo Babos or whatever that was, and the Timeless Children. Um, there is there is some. I think the thing with Graduation Part One is that basically the the guy who wrote is a Kelvin Kelly was basically told, "All right, you're writing the first part of the big graduation episode, the part without any graduating," and then Mr. Bickley and Mr. Warren got the part with the graduating. So the first episode's job is to hopefully make you laugh, delay it a bit, and then the second part they'll give you the graduation. So um, would, it, would it have worked better if graduation part one had been called like the prom or something and it had been an episode about the prom and then maybe at the episode it was a surprise that they'd all failed and then the next episode was called the graduation? Would that have worked better? Yeah, that would have probably worked better. They did stuff like that in Beverly Hillbillies, but but that was as as far as shows like this in America, sitcoms. They didn't really do stuff like that. But overall, Graduation Part One, I quite like. Graduation Part Two, I love. It's probably one of my favorite episodes of the show. So um, we we've got uh, what six episodes left in this season. Um, will they hit the heights that this these two did? Well. I don't know. I've forgotten, actually. Um, I'd have to look at the episodes to see, but I'm not going to do that now, folks. So thank you again for listening, and um, that's Graduation Part 1 and Part 2. Hooray! The guys have graduated along with the Fonz from high school. A new life begins with our very next episode, except for Joni, because she's... Oh, and yeah, we learned that, yeah, we, we learned that Jenny Piccolo, who knows lots and lots of stuff, um, she's 15. So I think I said that already, but I, I just wanted to say... We still have to see Jenny Piccolo, but she's all over these episodes. Anyway, be good to yourselves, everybody. Be safe, and listen to this.